Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith, and my co-host, Little Tato, Little Mateo, my little boy. He wanted to say hi to everybody tonight. He's been having a rough night, so he wanted to come and say hi to my, my followers and my subscribers. And say hi, buddy. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. There, that's his hi. I'm going to hand him off to Mama now. Here you go. All right, guys. Uh, so... Welcome back to Break Cycle. Happy Friday. Everyone's got a great weekend coming up, I hope. Uh, I know I certainly do, hopefully. Uh, but let's start off with sponsors. Of course, we got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get all kinds of wonderful graphic design, hoodies, tees, hats, jackets, backpacks, leggings, all kinds of great stuff uh, at a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, become a member of this here YouTube channel under all of my videos by hitting the join link uh, where you can get into the private Discord server and get up to 30% off, up to two weeks early on all new Top Lobster gear. Uh, almost, almost every week. I would say he puts out new stuff, man. So it's really worth it. it like seriously, if you're one of the lower tier uh, patrons, I mean, you get all this cool swag, but you also get these great discounts on all the new Top Lops of stuff. Really pays for itself eventually. And, of course, executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, uh, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you guys op uh, own a business, check them out. Guys, we've got a great guest for you today. I'm very excited. Uh, I was not super familiar with this gentleman prior to a little while ago, and people were tagging me, telling me that I should have him on the show. So I started watching some videos. He's an amazing speaker. Very, 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 very well-spoken. Uh, he he left the Democrats with the walk-away movement. He runs the YouTube channel, uh, Mike Harlow. He is Mr. Mike Harlow. Sir, I'm going to bring you up on the screen here. How are you doing? <laughs> Hey, dude, thanks so much for having me. Of course, of this course. This is such an honor. All of my libertarian friends are obsessed with you, so oh, I'm I'll so happy to be here. I'll take it. I'll take it. Any, you know, <laughs> I, I had some guy online uh, this morning. I, I made a post. What was the post even about? It's vaccine shit, I'm sure. I'm always talking about the vaccine thing. And uh, he called me a simp. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a simp? For what? He's like, you're- For freedom? You're, yeah, he's like, your audience. I'm like, okay, well, cool. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I love my audience. They're amazing. Yeah, mine too, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You it's got, like, yeah, you're uh, a simp for Freedom Corp. Yeah, I mean, that's literally, you know, that's what I do. I fight I, I fight for freedom. This is one of my, this is one of my, my ways of doing that. It's a tool in my toolbox. I also sit on the Libertarian National Committee because I, I see some value in the Libertarian Party. And I see a good change in the Libertarian Party over the last couple of years, which is making me happy and excited. But I'm also a little black-pilled at heart, you know what I mean? Kind of kind of like one of those guys that's like, want to take my bag and move out to the middle of nowhere and, and just raise a family and have everyone leave me alone so i don't know i i go back and forth that's all how that i've stuff. been this year yeah it's it's just one of the, you know especially with the covid stuff it's been extra hard for me to see value in anything other than just fucking off and doing my own thing <laughs> yeah but I, I think the thing that's been so depressing to me over this year too is realizing how people want their own rights taken away I, at this point i more so than even blaming the government and blaming corporations i blame just people sure it's insane. Well, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's been a collective conditioning for, I mean, years and years and years and years. It, you know, it didn't just start with COVID. It's, it didn't just start with the Patriot Act. It's, we've been conditioned to think that we have to let our freedoms go for the collective security of our, of the society, you know? And it's like, it was never, it was never the, the, the goal of this, you know, 200 year old experiment basically is what we are. We're the youngest country in the world. 
Uh, I like to refer to our country as the rebellious teenagers, but we've lost that that sense of rebellion. You know, a large yes. majority of this country uh, doesn't know what rebellion means anymore. They just kind of have given up on that whole entire uh, idea. But um, let's let's talk about you, man. I want to talk about you. Let's, let's <laughs> so so tell me your journey. Okay, I'm a narcissist. I'm- oh, that's okay. That's okay. We, we anybody who does any kind of media has to have a little bit of narcissism, and it, it's very important. <laughs> Uh, to the brand, you know what I mean? But I want to talk about you. So you, you were a Democrat and you, you, yes. you became part of this walk away movement, which I wasn't super familiar with. I mean, I know some people that were a part of it. I, I remember it happening. I remember reading a bunch of uh, uh, walk away posts, probably it was 2016, 2015, 2016, I think, uh, when I first started 18. seeing, was it 18? Mm-hmm. I swear I was Because I think most of us were still very anti-Trump in 2016. Well, I, just, I remember, I remember, so like I was, I was a moderator in a Gary Johnson meme group uh, that was very big on Facebook. And uh, I remember that was in 2016 when he's running. I swear there was, I swear I was reading walk away posts already, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Listen, I got seven kids time. It just flies. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you're like, you're like the whole sound of music over it's there. Wild man it is wild. We adopted a couple, a couple of my fiance's uh-huh. before me. One of them's ours together. One of them's my 16 year old. One of them's my granddaughter, 38 year old granddaughter. I'm a 38 year old granddad. So it's a lot. That's crazy. It's a lot of kids. Uh, and I was saying today, you know, uh-huh. I think one of the most important things we can do uh, to to push back on this shit is 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 raise strong independent children. You know what I mean that that yeah. don't need the government in their lives. And I think you know in a couple of generations we wash the government back out to you know the people don't need them anymore. But it's it's hard with the way society is framed right now. Um, but I want to talk about you. When when uh, when did you decide to walk away from the Democrats? What was it that made you walk away? Tell tell me your whole story, man. <laughs> so I think. Um in terms of like the life experience that led to me finding facts and stuff that started probably back around like 2012, 2013, just with like small seeds being planted in my head. But then it really kind of blew up around 2016. Um, mainly cause like I'd always been at first, I think it was because everything, how politically correct everyone was, which is funny by the way, now seeing, I mean, obviously people like us knew the line that could be drawn from one to the other, but it's just funny to think about how a couple of years ago, a big concern for people was like comedians being allowed to perform in colleges and political correctness. And now it's like, if the government will allow you to work or leave your house without injecting yourself with something. So it's called the slippery um, slope, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. The slippery has sloped, but um, I think like I'd always been very interested in politics. So I think um, for me, uh, you know, I'm from New York city. I, you know how you're raised here. It's just like you're trained to be a Democrat your sure. whole life. Um, I'm from the San Francisco so, Bay Area, so I, I get it. It's the same thing. Really. She, oh, God, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I uh, in the primary of that election, I was trying to just kind of educate myself on Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. I was kind of open-minded about who to vote for. And the more I researched them, the more I found out some things. And the more I asked questions, the more – People I'd known my whole life were just hating me. And suddenly every single day I was like a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a Nazi. Um, so I think it's sort of like a process. But then for me, it was a couple years even between like in 2016, I ended up just voting for like a write-in or something. But um, it ended up being a couple years until I decided to like support Trump or be a Republican or anything. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not one of those. It's probably not one of those things that's easy to to take on. And and uh, you know, 
a lot of people calling you a Nazi and uh, and this and that and this and that will really push you to do things uh, that you didn't think you would do before. I know. I know from I know from fact. I'm half Israeli. You know, my dad's side of the family's uh, same. My dad's Jewish. Oh yeah. So and and <laughs> uh, and I'm constantly called an anti semite and a Nazi and all this stuff. And I'm like, do you understand the fucking irony here? For you know what I mean? Like like and. Uh, you know, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I, I don't I don't typically pull the I have these friends things. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you, if I had been racist uh, growing up where I'm from, I would be dead. Uh, where I'm from, yeah, same. Where I'm from, the the gay community will literally beat you with baseball bats collectively if you talk shit about about gays. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 uh it's one of those places. <laughs> you know, it's there 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 was no you know there was no gay bashing. There was no racists where I'm from because no. They don't exist. Like you can't exist. You can't survive where I'm from like that. And so it's always been funny to me when people call me these these names that are just so fucking ironic to who I am and what I've you know been my whole life and who I've hung out with. And you know it's just it's it's absolutely insane. But uh, what was it? What that was it? Me nothing though. Like it's the same way that they. I'm sure. I don't. I don't know what your view specifically on Trump are, but I'm sure you get called a Trump supporter when I don't think that's really no, what you're about. So, I didn't like, support Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get called matter. a maggot You're a Trump supporter. Yeah, exactly. You're a Trump supporter. No, same with me. Before I supported Trump, I was a Trump supporter. So their words mean nothing. Race has nothing to do with race to them. Uh, Trump has nothing to do with Trump. And just the vaccination stuff is just like the next evolution of that. And it's all about one, it's but... all about submitting to their will. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. what it's all about. There, it, there could be a million pieces of evidence come out to to show that this this whole vaccine is a bad thing. I'm not saying it is. You know, I I there is not enough long term safety and efficacy data for me to make a decision either way, and that's why I'm so uh, you know staunchly against these mandates. But there could be a million pieces of evidence that come out that say this this thing is bad for you. This thing can kill you. This can hurt you. This you know whatever, and. Uh, and uh, th- these people would still be pushing you to get it because it's all about you submitting to them now. That's what this is about, period. There is no, there's nothing else. There's no science to it. There's no nothing. You know what I mean? But what was it about the no, Republicans? Uh, you, you joined the Republicans, right? You became a Republican. So what was, I mean, what was it about that that, that had you cross on over that bridge? That they're not Democrats, number one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But because um, honestly, like, um, I always hated the Republican Party. So like, if it were still the Republican Party of George Bush and Mitt Romney, and John, I would never be a Republican. I think Trump made a lot of positive changes with them and many that were that he should have made that weren't nearly enough. I'm kind of pissed at him now. Sure. Um, so I think it's part of a positive change of where the Republican Party could be going at the moment. I'm not so sure. But honestly, for me, I kind of just think it's like the best cha- – like if you look at Democrats on the left, they've just t- taken power of every single – institution in this country and i and i blame republicans for that because it's really been their negligence for 30 40 years of abandoning every institution and just allowing the most radical of leftism to take hold um so yeah i kind of i guess wanted to be part of the change in the republican party which i think now that trump's kind of out of the picture we're seeing how uh, much of an uphill battle that is yeah i mean it's I kind mean, of going look at how many I think it was 130 Republicans just voted for gun restrictions. Just blows my mind. And then they, they uh, uh, there was like no, none of them voted against the. Uh, there was only what three that voted against the Iron Dome. One or one or one to three. Same. I know Massey voted against it. I think he's the only one. And of course now he's being called an anti semite for for voting against one billion dollars to Israel for for this Iron Dome. And 
Um, and now somebody will call me an anti-Semite just for bringing it up. It's how it works. Of you course. Know. Um, but it is an uphill battle. I, I do believe that. It was, you know, I, I came from the Ron Paul era in the, in the Republican Party. I, you know, he's got him right behind me all the time. He's, he lives with me in my heart. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I, I worked on Ron Paul's campaign in 2008. I came by way of anti-war. That was my big issue. It's still my big issue to this day. I'm, I'm an anti-war advocate uh, who served in Operation Iraqi Freedom uh, when I got home. Oh, wow. I was done. I was done with the wars. I, I knew that there was no value in these things. It was hurting our economy. It was hurting our, our innocent people. It was hurting innocent people over there. I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. So I, I found Ron Paul in 2008. I started working for him as a Republican. Uh, and that was me coming from a, a hardcore neocon. You know, I was a, I was a John McCain, George oh, wow. Bush. I was a George Bo- I was a George Bush Republican, if you can believe that. <gasps> I never would have guessed that. <laughs> 100 oh, percent we were both nuts oh yeah i i supported i supported bush i was a young kid you know 18 and and uh and my country had been attacked by what i thought was yeah. you know these evil terrorists from uh saudi arabia via pakistan and uh, <laughs> and i was gonna go and 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 fight for my country and then i realized you know seven months into my service i'm in iraq going what the fuck are we doing in iraq why are we even here this is not these are not the people that attacked our country. And then I started realizing that war didn't really make much sense. And uh, so when I got out, I was anti-war. I switched over to the Ron Paul side of the Republican Party very fast. Um, and I worked on his campaign in 2008. Uh, and then uh, again in 2012, I supported Ron Paul because I wasn't really ready to support the, the libertarian presidential candidate, who at the time was Gary Johnson's first run. And Gary's all, Gary's all right. He's okay. You know what I mean? Like he's boring and he does a lot of dumb shit, but policy wise as a governor in, in, uh, New Mexico, he did a lot of really good things. I mean, he cut taxes like 18 times or something. And like, you know what I mean? He did, he did good things for the state of New Mexico. I'm not going to badmouth Gary. I think Gary's first run was really good. I wish I had supported his first run. His second run was really bad, and I think he only did it to pay his campaign team from the first run. I really do. I think it's the only reason he did it. He gave a million dollars to his campaign manager, which is fucking (coughs) insane in the Libertarian Party. Um, And so, uh, you know, that's... What is with them? Is there something in the water in the Libertarian Party? I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. Not the mine is much better, but... Yeah, well, and this, this is something I talk about a lot. Uh, with the, the the Republicans to the to the Libertarians, right? So like, in in the Libertarian Party, when something like that happens, everybody fucking hears about it because it's a small party, right? Like we have, I think we have uh, fifteen thousand national dues paying members. So if something happens on the other side of the country, we hear about it. Everybody in the party hears about it. In the Republican Party, when I lived in Clark County, Washington. The, the Clark County, Washington chair was like embezzling funds from the Republican Party into his personal bank account, right? Stole a bunch of money, went to jail, all this shit. No one fucking heard about that because the party's so big. You know what I mean? So, like, nobody yeah. heard about what the county Republican Party was doing in southern Washington. Like, no one give, gives a shit because no one cares because no one knows that person. In the Repu- in the Libertarian Party, we all know each other. And so when something bad happens, it's just super amplified around the movement. But the same shit happens in all the parties. And that's really the truth at the end of the day. Whether you agree with the platform or not, at the end of the day, the same shit happens in the Republican Party that happens in the Democrat Party that happens in the yeah. in the Libertarian Party because it's all fucking dirty politics. That's what politics is. Yeah. You know, and that's that's why I'm an anarchist at heart because I hate I hate politics. But I, I work in them because, you know, it's just another tool to me. So Yeah. That's the thing. I I hope that, you know, it seems very unlikely now, but I hope that we can get to a place where I don't have to talk about politics all the time. But especially living in New York, politics is 
it's in everything. It's if you can leave your house. It's if you can get a job. It's it's everything right now. Yeah, I saw. So let's let's talk a little bit about New York. Are you still in New York, or did oh. you get the fuck out of there? No, I'm still here. Oh, I'm uh, I'm going to Texas to scope it out in about two weeks. So I'm trying to get to Texas. Well, like I tell people, if you can handle the cold weather, Iowa's pretty cool. That's where I moved to. You're in Iowa. Yeah, I moved to Iowa. Uh, Five minutes before the 24-hour lockdown started in California, I got the fuck out of there and, uh, and, oh, wow. and moved to Iowa. And, and, and let me tell you, I was not ready for this winter. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, I hate the cold. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, like, we're talking like negative 30 in the winter. It was rough. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here it's like maybe 30 in the winter and I can't handle it. Yeah, it was bad. And lots of snow. Like you got to deal with a lot of snow. Oh, wow. uh, so I wasn't really ready for that. But I do love it here. It's like one-fifth the price of the Bay Area to live here. You know what I mean? And the jobs are on park. Uh, salary wise so that's what's crazy is like I was thinking lately I'm like it's not even that I want to move out of New York it's that I I have no choice right I I can't work here I can't go to a gym I can't do anything and you know next that's coming they're going to do grocery stores and airline travel oh sure yeah well Feinstein just uh put forth a bill today and I was going to bring that up that to to uh mandate the vax for domestic flights she put forth the bill wow. today. Yeah, and I and I'm going on a flight in like two weeks, so <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'll be really upset if that shit goes through. Like really, really, really mad. because uh, I'm not doing That's it. why I'm working on getting my uh driver's license. I've never gotten it. You've never oh yeah, it's I don't, New York. Yeah, people don't understand that. Like in the big cities like that, sometimes you just don't really need yeah. a driver's license. You don't need a car, like you can just get a ride everywhere on public transport or Lyft or Uber. It's like really easy. Then you move out to the, out of the city somewhere and you're like, Holy shit, I got to drive everywhere. It's it's, uh, it is so heartbreaking though, to see what's happened to this. Cause like I'm, this is my home. I'm, I was born here. I've lived here forever. My parents are from here. Like it's shocking to see what's happened. I mean, I honestly just can't believe that this is real life and to see how so many people are just perfectly okay with this. Like, um, Last week, I was staying at my friend's house for a week in Manhattan, in, right in Midtown. So I'm thinking, oh, God, they're going to be like the worst mask Nazis in the world. Sure. Um, and I will not wear that. It's dehumanizing. I will not put that thing on my face. Um, so I was like, God, they're going to be hounding me every store to put it on. No one said a word for the whole week. But you go into every store and every single person is wearing a mask. So it really kind of occurred to me then, wow, people are actively choosing this. Right. Yeah, it's it's a and that's. That's what makes it so uniquely difficult for us to move past anything or change anything is that people want this. Yeah. They, they like this tyranny. Well, and, and I try to explain it like this. This is it has given people that have no purpose in life whatsoever an absolute purpose uh, when it comes to, you know, the, their life. I mean, they get to they get to fight for something they believe in and, and try to demonize people who have typically, you know, not paid any attention to them ever. And so it's like it's given people purpose and it's going to take a lot to get those people to let go of that purpose because it's the only purpose they have in life now. That's it. That's all they have left. Everyone is the damn hall monitor now. It's like these people who they're like the mall security guard and you give them that much power and they're screaming at everyone or like a mother who gets on the PTA and wants to run every kid's life. Like that's everyone now. Right. Yeah, it's it's really hard to watch. It's funny because in Iowa, you know, we only had the mass mandate. It was like 30 days and uh, and nobody really followed it except for like at the grocery stores and stuff, you'd see quite a few people that had a mask on or whatever. Um, and then we'd be the only family in there that didn't have a mask on. Cause we just said, fuck it. And never, I mean, we never followed any of the guidelines at all. We just did what we were going to do. 
And now we go to the store and there's like only one family in the store with a mask on. It's like completely flopped. Wow. And 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 it's really it's yeah, it's a really it's crazy cuz like everybody's smiling at each other, to, happy. And I just uh I just got over COVID, right? Like I just got over COVID. And so Oh wow. I, yeah, and so I got here in March of last year. So we're talking we're coming up on a year and uh, 9 months or whatever, right? And uh uh I spent that whole time not following any of the guidelines whatsoever. And I just got COVID after a year and eight wow. months, a year and seven months. I just got COVID. Uh, and it, it was a head cold. I mean, I had a bad head cold for five days. That's it. That's all it was for me. That's how it's been for everyone I know. And I'm a, it. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a, a, a Marlboro Red smoker for 25 years. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I'm not in the best shape. I'm not like super healthy. I'm almost 40. I'm stressed out all the time. I got high blood pressure. Like, and I, and I was fine. You know, I never even got a cough. I never even got a cough. Wow. Right? And my fiance, who is healthy, and she's 28, uh, she had one day migraine and nausea one day. That was it. That was her entire symptoms. And th- and that's what we're, you know, destroying the world for. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, we've destroyed No, her. here it's like on the train in stores anywhere. I, I'm always the basically the only one not wearing a mask. Nobody looks at each other. Everyone looks down. Everyone avoids each other. God, and I can't even... I, I, it, it hurts to even think about the damage that is being done to kids, oh. having being taught to fear other people, to and the, to cover their faces. And the thing is, I feel like when it comes to children, we were already in such a dire situation where these kids are being raised by iPads nowadays. It's, it was it was horrible enough before this, where kids just parents just leave their kids in front of an iPad, say, "There, you get an iPhone as soon as you're like seven years old." And now we have this, and it's like, I don't know how we come back from this. It's horrible. Yeah, um, I, I keep saying it's going to take at least a full generation to to leave behind the the absolute mental trauma that this has caused so much of this country. God, and, and the thing is, I really hate to say this because, you know, I went to the White House. I traveled for a year. I did so much to try and get this orange buffoon elected. Right. And don't get me wrong, I wish to God that he was president right now. But I have to say, I do. He needs to take some responsibility for a lot of this because I honestly think that if Biden were president when the lockup started, we would have seen a a much larger uprising that people immediately would have been distrusting of it and would not have complied and would have done something where they just accepted it. People, myself included, gave Trump the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I understand that, like, it was a politically difficult position for him but still a a communist takeover happened on his watch oh yeah and there's no doubt to this day he is not saying one word against the mandates this is his hometown he's from here too right not one word yeah he's uh he doesn't say anything against the the mandates and now he's urging people to take the vaccine and it's like you know i'd like to see his 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 stock trading (laughs) right about i agree you know what i mean yeah I'd like to see what he And then he wants to run again? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I know I know there's a lot of talks about DeSantis maybe running. Uh what I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, you know, there are a couple issues that he's not perfect on. To me, though, to be perfectly honest, at this point, I feel like I'm basically a one issue voter that whoever will fight the hardest against the lockups, the mass, the mandates, you got my vote. So sure. it seems to be him at this point. I mean, unless there's some person out there who we're not really aware of right now. It seems like he's the only one who kind of gets just how deeply, deeply wrong all of this is. That's the thing. I don't think Trump really gets it. I don't think he gets how 
deeply evil it is what's happening right now yeah i think he was uh, in in some ways on on board with some of the the tyranny i really do you know and um there's a lot of things i could say here and bag on trump for as a libertarian you know i i was really bummed that he didn't give out any good pardons as he walked out the door especially for ross ulbricht i i i was snowden yeah and 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 those two especially assange to me and we just talked we had this talk last night on the conspiracy couch uh, where we talked about how Assange is likely uh, a honeypot for the CIA because even if he didn't exist, the, the CIA would have to have someone that does exactly what he does to to you know gather all this information that he gathers and puts out. And, um, and then uh, Snowden, Monica Perez, thinks that Snowden's an absolute agent, 100% still what? to this point. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was a crazy talk. But I was still ups- I was upset. There was no pardon for Ross Ulbricht, which is huge for me because all Ross Ulbricht do- did was start a digital oh, for sure. uh, a, a digital e-commerce site that people could use anonymously. And, uh, and uh, you know, they dragged him through the mud and saying that he was a, a murder for hire case and all this shit and then never even charged him with any of those things. Gave him two life sentences plus 40 years in federal prison for starting a website that people bought weed on. And then uh, uh, Julian Assange, that's a big one for me because Trump Trump talks so much about how the media was the enemy of the people, right? I know. And then you have this this journalist who is putting out truthful, verified, fact-based information that showed the corruption all over the world. And he didn't he, he could have given the big the biggest finger to the establishment by pardoning Julian Assange. The, the, that would have been his biggest finger to the establishment. But when when Trump walked out of the out of office, he was an establishment guy to me. You know what I mean? And I that's agree. what sucked because but I was Josh. He pardoned Rod Blagojevich. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I, he, he pardoned he pardoned some people, and they were mostly his cronies. I mean, let's be honest. That's what it was. It was a Democrat cr- crony. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, and and I I said this the entire so all of Trump's presidency. I said this from beginning to the end. Trump is a New York liberal. He has always been a New York liberal. He, he never changed. You know what I mean? He just used populist tactics and populist speech to get elected as a Republican. That's it. I feel a little bit differently that for me, I feel like, I mean, it, depending on their actions, I mean, that like, I I feel like things are so bad right now that I expect very little almost sure. from politicians. That the bar's like, very low. I don't even care if they don't really believe it as long as they do it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I guess for me, that's sort of what made me like him a bit because I'm not really a conservative that um, he did do a lot of good things, I think. But that last year, he was just uh, what a letdown. He was like a lump on a and log last want, year. I know yeah. he ran no campaign, no strategy, no message. Like it's so fr- especially as someone who is involved with not to to and it's not my own horn, even it's my friend's horns. <laughs> like that sounded very obscene. Um but I feel like we did more than his campaign did. Sure. Well, and that was the thing, you know, the the thing about the thing about Donald Trump is whether you like him or or hate him, he he is a narcissist. He does have I mean, I I won't say he has a clinical diagnosis of narcissism, which is Probably. something that is thrown away. This word is thrown around way too much by ex-girlfriends and ex-boyfriends, narcissism, right? But uh but uh he he does have some narcissistic tendencies and what what Trump thought was he didn't have to do the work because he had enough sycophant supporters that it wouldn't matter. That's what, that's where he was coming from. He, he, he was riding Mount piety, right? He was riding his high horse and he's like, yeah, we don't got to worry about this shit. We already got it in the bag. There's no way sleepy Joe's going to beat me. <laughs> you know, I've done all this. I made America great again. We're going to make America great again, again, 
right? And uh, and everything's honky dory. And so he he you know stayed up there on Mount Piety while everybody was like fighting each other in the streets, you know, and uh, that. And while there was a shadow cabal forming to right. uh, fortify the election, that's what bugs me the most is that there were. I mean. We knew that they were going to cheat. He said they were going to cheat. I said they were going to cheat. Everyone knew. Yeah. I mean, they were telling us themselves. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Yeah. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com. Dot com because the system is down and truth is taking over. For but they were like, oh, well, we might not know the election results for months. I'm like, hmm, I've never heard anyone say that before sure. in an election. And the fact that there was just no plan in place and there was no, and now people want him to run again without even trying to see if there's any sort of plan or if there have been any lessons learned and he's still not talking about the man to end like uh, to me this whole thing is just like the definition of insanity and maybe this is why i've been depressed for a year sure sure <laughs> i think this is why a i mean a lot a large portion of this country has been depressed for a year and it's not you know and it's sad because it's so politically motivated uh Everything, everything is politically motivated now. The immigration debate, the COVID debate, uh, the abortion debate. It's like they have us at each other's throats over every single issue in this country. Instead of trying to work together to find ways to rectify these issues, we're killing each other. We're fighting each other. We're, we're shaming people into suicide. You know what I mean? I mean, that's literally what's going on online is like, there's people out there that can't deal with this kind of, uh, uh commotion every single day. There's just, it's, you know, there's not enough people that are mentally stable for this kind of shit. Like I, I'm okay. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. I work in national politics. I've argued with, I'm a libertarian. I'm just used to arguing. You know what I mean? It's just what yeah. we, it's how we roll. We argue. We don't even fight the state. We just fight each other. You know what I mean? That's all we do. And so I'm used to yeah. it. But there's a lot of people out there that have no idea how to deal with this shit every day. Day in and day out, all day long. Every time you open your browser, it's COVID doomsday pro projections. Everyone's going to die. You know, your your babies are going to die. Your grandma's going to die. Your, you know, that this couple died holding hands. It's like, holy uh, fuck, dude. What do you think that kind of shit does to people's mental stability? Seeing that every single day for almost two years. People aren't okay. And, and they don't care. I mean, one in four people under the age of 24 since this started have contemplated suicide. They don't care. They do, and, what, and that what I was saying in terms of um, people actively choosing this, I mean, what's craziest to me is how everyone could just jump on board with all of these things indefinitely. It's the incuriosity that gets me is without asking one single question. How long will this last? What are the what's really the efficacy of masks? What's the data? What's the risk or reward? What's the cost of that? Like these people do not have one question. What what metrics can this be done with? Like they're just totally accepting of this for the rest of their lives. Right. Well, now there's a pill it's coming out. To me. Have you seen the new? The oh new, yeah. The new the daily. I'll pill? get right on that. <laughs> I I would be very interested to see if there's a a, a drug that starts with an I in that pill. 
And if there is, there's some fucking explaining. Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> there's some fucking explaining to do. Uh, my, 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 uh, my, the guy who relieves me at work came to work today. A good friend of mine. I love the guy to death. The guy He's who like, relieves you. <laughs> the guy who relieves me <laughs> at work. Which is even worse. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, no, he we we work twelves, and so like I come on shift in the morning, and he goes home, and then he comes back, and I go home. It's like that's how our shifts work. And uh, he watches Alex Jones. He's like an Alex Jones fanatic. The guy takes all the male vital- vitality shit. He takes the iodine. He takes all the good stuff. You know, he, yeah. everything that you can buy with Alex Jones at checkout, he has right. And he and he's a big Alex Jones guy. And you know, there was a long time where I liked Alex Jones. I liked the the entertainment value of Alex Jones, but I was like, this guy's fucking nuts. Now yeah. I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, holy shit, Alex Jones is like right about all Damn. kinds of shit. Right? I never watched him, I never paid any attention to him. And now I kind of feel like I missed the boat on him. <laughs> like he was kind of right about a lot of things. Yeah, we should have listened. He was There's... insane about some things too. Well, but... that's, that's the thing, is Alex Jones is is a performer. But he's telling you the truth about a lot of shit too. So he's like, he's very performative, and he and he he just looks like a nutcase. But the shit he's saying makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? I feel like we owe him a huge collective apology uh, for talking shit and calling him a crazy psycho. But uh, my buddy comes to work today. He's like, ah, dude, I heard on Alex Jones that uh, the the new pill they're gonna put out this Pfizerville, this Pfizer pill, it's ivermectin. I was like, holy fuck, dude. If that's true, if that's fucking true, like YouTube, I'm not saying that's true or that it's a cure for (laughs) anything. Everyone relax. Okay, I'm not giving health advice. But if that is true, this administration better pack their shit and get the fuck out. Period. Get out. Well, the whole the whole I word thing. Let me say that. Um, That is really what should expose the media and expose so many people where it's like they're not making mistakes. They're not, they know what they are doing and they are deliberately lying to you because there's no way that they are just unaware of the fact that it won a Nobel Peace Prize for its use in humans in 2015. There's no way that they actually think people are just going up to the horse farm and like going through the medication drawer for at the stable. Well, some of us are, man. You, you can buy the shit at the tractor supply, dog. Like, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I know people that have taken the straight-up paste from the tractor supply and healed their shit. But you can also get in pill form, too. I mean, but it's the same thing. It's the same drug. Is it? It's the same drug, man. It really is. It's just like, you know, ketamine. <laughs> hey, listen, there's a whole generation of ravers out there that aren't afraid to take horse drugs. I promise you. We had a lot <laughs> of fun in the 90s and early 2000s. And uh, the horse drugs were the funnest. But no, but seriously, you know... It's like horses drink water too, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like horses, there's all so kinds did of Hitler. Yeah, I know. There's all kinds of, uh, there's all kinds of, um, uh, medic medications that animals take that humans take. Seriously. There really is, you know? So it's crazy to me though, how, I mean, I, and I've been saying for years, this is like one of the biggest problems facing this country is how I, everyone is so dependent on there's such a pharmaceutical drug crisis that people don't want to acknowledge. Not, I mean, people talk about the opioid crisis. There is an antidepressant crisis that's 10 times oh, it's worse. Insane. Uh, insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Thank you. Oh, my God. People, people try to make me feel like I'm crazy about this. But like, and, you know, any doctor that I personally have gone to, they'll try to push you on antidepressants. They'll try to push you on anything. I mean, people even take a daily pill to not get AIDS. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I think is correct. Like, I mean, sure, I guess. You know, if it does its job, whatever. But for me, I'm like, how many people do you have to be fucking that you have to take a pill 
to not get a a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, and well, and, and it, it I'm means a little you, jealous, yeah. but yeah, and and they're being and they're not being responsible, right? Like, no, of course not. And that's what and people, every other STD is like. And that's what people in this country are really about. You know, it, it, it's uh, it's wild, man. It goes, it comes down to this: like they want. It, we're 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 an entire country of instant gratification, right? We want instant gratification. We want to be as irresponsible as possible, and so we want the government to save us. And that's what this is. This is just more of we need the government to give us uh, something that will let us continue to be irresponsible, like you know your own health. Like I know I'm not super healthy, but I weighed my my risks. You know, I did a I did a solid risk yeah. analysis. I'm like, look, I'm under 40. I'm looking at the numbers. I know people that are much sicker, like much less healthy than me, much sicker than me that have had it and it was very mild. And I'm going, you know, I'm probably going to be okay. And and if I'm not, then I'm one of the unlucky 0.07% of people who were unlucky. Now, so I weighed my ri- I weighed my risks. I took a good risk analysis and I decided I wasn't going to follow all this dumb shit because my family and I are healthy enough and young enough that we're going to be fine. Now, I wasn't going around my grandma. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't when my grandma and when my grandma when I did finally see my grandma during all of this, she got vaccinated. And she yeah. was totally fine with coming over vaccinated. You know, she was she came she drove all the way out to Iowa from California to come see the baby and all this stuff with uh, with her companion. And and they were both vaccinated. And and they weren't they weren't scared because they said, look, first of all, we're in our seventies. If it's our time to go, it's our time to go. Right. We've already outlived our life expectancy. But second of all, we have a vaccine now that's supposed to protect us. So we're not worried about it anymore. We understand that you guys don't want to be vaccinated, but we feel like we're protected enough with our vaccine and our masks that we'll we'll be okay to come and see you guys. They didn't pull this whole you can't we can't see you. You can't see us until you get this and do that. It's like how fucking depraved do you have to be to do this to your own family members? You know what I mean? It's it's um, it's like mass mental illness. Um for me, I, you know, I trust my instincts and I every fiber of my being is telling me that I don't have anything to be afraid of with COVID. And I'm not saying that my instinct should be a measure for society, but it is a measure for me. Sure. And the only things in my entire life that I have ever regretted were cases of me not listening to myself and not trusting my instincts. Right, um, right. And, uh, you know, for me, when the vaccine first came out, I was totally ambivalent about it. I may have maybe even considered getting it until they started censoring information, until they started pushing it on people, uh, instituting mandates. Once they started doing all of these things, sweeping all of the side effects and negative things under the rug, that told me that this cannot be trusted in any way. And like you said, I don't think I have anything to fear from covid but you know if a year from now someone plays this clip after i've dropped out of covid i'm okay with that not only with the vaccine i will go a step further i truly i am not being hyperbolic i would truly rather be dead than walk through life with a paper muzzle across my face i'm not doing it there's more to being alive than having a heartbeat that is not being alive and it's so disrespectful to i mean if you think about how many people in foreign countries, how many women in the Middle East gave their lives for bodily autonomy, gave their lives so that they would ha- be have the freedom to go through life without being all covered up and covering their faces up. And so the fact that in the United States of America, people are choosing that and trying to push that on us is just insane to me. Sure. Well, I told my fiance, you know, when we, when we got COVID recently, we knew we had COVID 
already. I didn't get a test. I didn't need to get a test. I'm getting an antibodies test on Wednesday, but we had a vaccinated person from another office come to from Wisconsin to our office, right? Vaccinated. The day he, he was there for a week, the day he left, he tested positive for COVID. Within four to seven days, three of us in the office were sick. We know oh, wow. it was COVID. We know, right? Um, and then my fiance got sick for one day, like I said. But I had a couple days that were pretty bad. There was one day where I was contemplating, like, hey, maybe I need to go see a doctor. I'm pretty sick. It wasn't my lungs, but I, I had a, a decently okay fever, low-grade fever. But I just couldn't walk. Like, I just couldn't get out of bed. I was just – I needed – I felt like I might need to go to the doctor and get, you know, monoclonal antibodies or something stupid, right? So uh, – but I told my fiance, I said, look, if, if I die, if I die from this shit – you make sure that everybody who follows me knows that I did not say, oh, I wish everyone, I wish I had yes. got the vax. You make sure that people know that, that I still, even in death, I was not going to say from my deathbed, I wish I would have got the vax. I hope all my friends get the vax. No, no, I Same. wouldn't have said that. I would have said, well, you know, I took my chances. I rolled the dice. I, I weighed my risks. I thought I'd be okay. I was wrong. Shit happens. This is life. It's the cycle of yeah. life. And and I, I posted this on, on Twitter the other day, you know. We're only one life cycle in this country, in this world, right? Like, we're one life cycle. And then there's another life cycle. And then there's another life cycle. And in three generations from now, people aren't even going to know our names unless we make some kind of history, right? Do you really want to spend the one life you have in this now generation fighting this shit all the fucking time is that what you want to do for the next 20 years is 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 de degrade and debate people online because they don't want to submit and bend to your fucking will that's not what i want that's not what i want to do i want to i want to live my life and take my kids places and on trips and vacations and enjoy this shit and, and, and the only way I'm going to do that is if you assholes quit trying to impose your fucking tyranny on me to hurt my children. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's where I'm at. Do you really want to spend your entire life doing this shit? Why don't you just shut up, step away from the fucking computer, and realize there's an entire world out there, and you only got a 99.97% chance of surviving this virus? I know it's low. I know it's low. But why don't you, why don't you enjoy a little bit, you know? And I th I, and honestly, that's why I have to get out of New York so badly because I, it's it's terrible. I mean, it's like it's like another planet. Honestly, I don't know what the hell happened to my city. Um, and it was such a mind fuck too because I spent the, all of from probably around like May or June until like December, January, uh, traveling the whole country with walkaway and giving speeches. I went to the White House. Um, so then when that, that ended wonderfully, um, so then after that to come home back to New York and then everything is dead, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Everything was shut down the entire winter. You can't, if you want to go out to a restaurant, if you have a date or something and want to go to a restaurant, you have to sit outside in the freezing cold in the snow. Um, oh, and they would build little outdoor houses. So you're indoors anyway. So it's outdoor, indoor dining. None of this makes any sense. Um, but yeah, it's just been so miserable since then. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I'm like, for I'm, I have to get out of here. It's insane. And even now, and what's weird too is that it's worse. Uh, it's worse now than it was at the height of COVID in 2020. 
Sure. People are more insane. More people wear masks. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and the death rate has st- steadily declined, and and they're 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 pump- they're pumping up the theatrics. Hey, but let me tell you, at least you were in New York and not San Francisco, where while you're sitting outside eating, you have to watch people shit right next to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I was in San Francisco once. We had a walkaway event there, and. Everyone was telling me about the shit and the needles, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're exaggerating. It's a problem. They understated it. Oh, my God. And they shut down our event, and there were the Antifa came, and there was, like, a bald lady screaming in my face. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, because they don't, they don't actually care, uh, you know, about people. They just care about their own ideology, and that's it. You know, it's, and, you know, it's crazy to me. It, the whole thing's crazy to me. Their words mean nothing. It's the same way that, like, they've been screaming for years about racism. Everything is racist. Math is racist. Time is racist. Truth is racist. But segregating 67% of black people in New York from society that's not racist that's not racist no not at all what are you talking about that's not at all racist uh based homeschool mom thanks for the five dollar super chat she says hi mikey hey rachel is that i I was wondering who that is she says hi mikey your hair looks fantastic great stream agree on psych drugs alex jones was right i love her (laughs) if you're not if you're not a subscriber of my show please hit the subscribe button right now we we need we need all the subscribers we can get because youtube likes to randomly unsubscribe people from my channel by the way it's like constantly happening every day it did that to me at uh i was just under ten thousand, and now i'm under five <laughs> it's so weird like i randomly they got like, me good i'll get like like right now i'm at like 4750 subscribers and uh and it'll go up to like 48 or, or 46 and then it'll drop back down to like 47 6 and i'm just like what why it's i know not that many people are unsubscribing from my show on purpose you know what i mean oh, oh yeah no i uh i recently got banned from instagram and i got myself unbanned they've banned me re unbanned me and rebanned me seven times in the last month it's so crazy yeah i got i got banned uh i got banned from facebook and instagram um october of last year so i'm 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 stumping for George Joe Jorgensen because I sit on the national committee and because I believed in I believed in her policies even if she wasn't the best candidate, um, but I uh, I was stumping for her and then I said uh, wouldn't it be crazy if this virus was made in a lab in China and boom I was gone from Facebook and Instagram overnight uh, they would not let me wow. appeal it they would not talk to me they would not respond to me I had been on Facebook for eleven years. 11 years of my life was on there. My last pictures with my grandfather, my pictures with my babies. Cause you know, you go through cell phones, right? And if you didn't back up your cell phone, but you had all those pictures on Facebook, you're like, Oh, they're all on Facebook. I'll be fine. No, you're not fine. The shit's gone. Um, and so I lost, I lost a lot. And then they just let me back on here. It is, you know, almost a year later, they just let me back on. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Really crazy. And and they can just do it like that. I know I did the math of uh, not assuming if I gained any new people during that time or whatever, but uh, 40,000 followers combined that they <laughs> zapped from me. Oh my goodness. Um, now, I'm, now I'm like none, but um, no, I'm, uh, I've been suspended from Facebook. I think six of the last seven months. My recent one is my favorite. Uh, my friend, uh, I'm super into horror movies. So my friend uh, had read the script for the new Halloween movie, Halloween kills. So I said to him, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill you. If you tell me spoilers. Sure inciting violence <laughs> i got a i called somebody what did i call i called somebody butt chin on facebook and they gave me a 24-hour <laughs> ban uh, 24-hour ban for saying butt chin for calling someone butt chin 
I called myself a hooker and got suspended for that. I just could not. I could not believe it. I was so I was so sad. Uh, Quest Fanning, thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, I'm vaccinated. The only reason I don't share that is that the advocates are such tyrannical fools. Well, Quest, you also don't push it on everybody. I didn't even know you were vaccinated. That says a lot because that, the, the vaccinated today are just like vegans. Or or crossfitters. Oh god, I know. Or crossfitters. Oh god. Like how do you how do you know if somebody's vaccinated? Don't worry, they'll fucking tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's or really... people's pronouns. Yeah. I uh and and vegans, I don't know. I go back and forth on whether who's worse, vegans or or uh vegans or, or vaccinators. Because I, I actually I was actually this dating point. this woman once, right? Who's a vegan? Yeah, a long time ago. And and she was super, super hardcore, like angry liberal feminist, you know? And 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 I'm dating her, and I'm just like I was a young guy, and I didn't really subscribe to any of that kind of shit. I didn't know, like I just wasn't like um, uh, proper when it comes to things. I wasn't uh, PC, you know. I just didn't care. I just got yeah. out of the Navy, where it's like, dude, if you heard the shit yeah. that goes on in the Navy, like the things people say to each other in the Navy, jokingly playing around, and are still brothers, you just would it would blow the liberals' minds. Um, <laughs> so I'm dating this girl, and she's, oh yeah, I'm a vegan. I'm like, oh cool, I'm a level five vegan. I don't eat anything that casts a shadow, right? And it was like a totally solid joke. Like it was totally, it was like a dad joke, you know. I was totally playing, joking around, and uh, she got fucking so mad at me. She's like, do you think that's funny? Do you think that's a funny joke? I'm like, well, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know. And she's like, she's like, that's not funny at all. You're making fun of vegans. Is that what you're doing? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm obviously not a vegan and I'm obviously making a joke and, and I don't care that you're vegan and I'll even make you vegan food. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit, but are you really gonna take, we just like stop talking pretty soon after that, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, it was, and it was all because of a joke that I made that wasn't even that offensive. Wow. No, not at all. Um, God, no, it's funny. That period of maybe like a year in like 2016 when I was sort of going through my red pilling process every single day on Facebook or wherever I was getting screamed out about something. Something was offensive. My favorite one, though, was this girl I used to know who worked, who was a writer for BuzzFeed. And she posted this article about Gwyneth Paltrow at Goop was coming out with a $25,000, 24-karat gold dildo. And so my comment, I remember my comment, I said, I was like, oh my God, I thought this was the onion. I can't believe this is real. She's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, 50 yeah. people, you're denigrating women. Check your male privilege. All that. I was like, woo. Fuck. I, uh, like, yeah, I'm the crazy one. My daughter, my my 16 year old, love her to death, but she's uh, very, uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, she's 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 on the left in her mind. Uh, even though I think she's got a lot of really like libertarian principles and that she thinks are left principles that aren't. Um, and then she thinks that mm -hmm. libertarians are a lot of things that they aren't. Like the other day we got in this argument and she's like, she's like, yeah, but you're a libertarian. Like you guys hate immigrants. And I'm like, no, oh, we're God. like, we're like the only fucking party that advocates for immigration. Like the only one anymore. You know what I mean? And she's like, she's mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, um, she, you know, we kind of going back and forth on this stuff, but then she wrote this paper for school. Uh, and it was, um, it was about uh, uh, felons getting their rights to to vote again, which I'm a, I'm in favor of. I think on a case by case basis that that felons should have their their voting rights restored. Um, I don't think pedophiles should have their right rights restored ever. I think they should be wood chippered. And uh, you know, there's other there's yes. other things too that I think you know maybe maybe there should be a case by case basis. But like nonviolent offenders should immediately be able to vote. I, in my opinion, there's yeah. no reason for nonviolent offenders to not be able to vote. Um, but we got in this big uh, argument about statistics, and I I actually sat her down and taught her about how. 
anybody can lie with statistics. It's very easy mm-hmm. to make up lies about statistics and look at um, the COVID numbers. <laughs> yeah. But we got, we got all, I mean, we went all the way into like the gender pay gap and all this shit. Oh, and at first she's like, at first she was like, dad, are you a misogynist and you're this? And I'm like, no, let me, let me explain this to you in a way, you know, like a lovingly father way. You know, I said, if you take all of the people who work in this country together and put the, you know, all the women and all the men's pay up, up next to each other. Yeah. It's going to look like there's a huge gap. But let me tell you about variables and let me explain variables to you. And she got it at the end, but she's like, well, then why do these people always use this? I said, because that's their political ideology is to attack, 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 and try to make people look bad so that they can uh, seem to be the virtuous ones. And that's what that's what the left does. I mean, that's really their whole spiel. You know what I mean? At this point, it doesn't matter if it's facts. It doesn't need to be facts, especially about COVID, especially about gender equality, especially about racial equality. Like, it doesn't need to be facts. It doesn't need to be facts. No, and now they've seen how deeply they can get away with it, too. Yeah. That no one will, that half of this country will not ask questions. We'll just do whatever they're told. And that's the thing I was trying to say, too, because they love saying, they, they accuse everyone else of being what they are. I mean, you look at every single, so there's like the national cult prevention league or whatever and if you look at like the warning signs of a cult they it sounds like it was just written about them um but they love to say oh you're in a cult if you're not a leftist or whatever um but so they just accuse you of everything that they do sure sure uh quest fanning thanks for another five dollar super chat man i really appreciate it he said uh 10 minutes figuring out why sin didn't work using the b word instead of fools <laughs> um quest fanning also dropped another two dollar super chat he said he'll buy mike a meal anytime he's in brooklyn so Oh, thank you. Yeah, Quest is Quest is cool. He's one of my biggest supporters. Come find sure. me. I love, love the guy to death. Uh, really, really good guy, man. So definitely, if definitely. They'll, if they'll let us go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, if you can find somewhere to eat. But he's vaccinated, so he can eat anywhere, right? Bummer. Fine. Bummer. <laughs> I said fine. <laughs> I, li- I literally planned my Texas trip around when Halloween Kills come out comes out, so there's no chance of them not letting me into the theater. Yeah, I want to go see it too, really bad. I'm a, I'm a big oh, horror movie. So I'm like a huge oh, horror it's movie gonna buff so too. Good. It's going to be so good. I got I Freddy Krueger tattooed to... on me, so. <gasps> yeah, I'm a big fan. Where? Oh my God, that's amazing. On my shin. On my shin. Uh, I was, nice. It was supposed to turn into this whole horror movie leg, um, but mm-hmm. then life happened and I haven't had a tattoo in like a decade or something now or over a decade. So, Same. I just have small ones. Um, I just can't get over the fact that new Halloween, new Scream and new Chucky is yeah, coming out. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for all that stuff, man. I'm, I'm a big fan yes. of the horror movies. But uh, yes. hey, we're getting to the end of the of the public stream. Um, what what do you think? Uh, what do you think can be done in New York? Do you think there's any saving it at all? I mean, I have to believe yes. But at this point, I'm I don't know. Um you know, I think it's funny because Republicans, you know, with this whole personal responsibility thing, I feel like I've been saying for years, like, it's very much time for the party of personal responsibility to take some. I mean, they just have totally neglected New York, not just New York, but every big city. They've just given up and washed their hands of it for so many years that in terms of, like, elected office or anything, which I know it goes way beyond that, but um, in terms of in terms of electing anyone, we're starting off with the 20 year gap. Um, we used to have plenty of Republicans in New York City, mayors, governors, senators, but at a certain point, they just gave up and quit and they don't try to win elections. Um, but it's going to take a lot more than that. I think every single person who cares at all about the slightest of liberty really needs to be brave and speak up. There's no such that we don't have time anymore 
for these DL supporters, you know, people who message you, oh, well, I really agree with everything you say, but I could never, no, we don't have time for that. The world is on fire. Um, if we don't, you know, if we don't really, it's so, I mean, it's been so depressing seeing these images from Europe where you have millions of people taking to the streets and I'm just like, where are Americans? Chanting at the police saying, choose a side. I fucking love it, dude. I love it. Oh, and and in Italy, the police joined them. Yep. And in Australia, the construction workers have a penchant for fist fighting the police. I will trade all of those construction workers for the state of New York right now. Yes. Let me get out first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All my homies get out of New York. We're bringing the Australians over. Yes. God. I mean, look what's happening there. And that's just the next progression of what's going to happen here. It's a trial run. It's Um, a trial run. Australia is the trial. Yep. So I just really, I really have no patience anymore for these people who want to secretly agree and wear the mask and get, no, just if every person, and that's, that's what bothers me the most too, is that if you can't only blame the left for this, you have to look at the role of people who are against it in not doing anything. I think so many people just want to be polite and not rock the boat. I mean, you know, people who care about liberty, whether it's libertarians, Republicans, I don't care because in my mind, it's just the authoritarian Side, which is the left today, the authoritarian side against everyone. And we really need to band together. I don't care what the hell you are, as long as you care about liberty. We need to band together. Or there's going to be nothing left. Um, I think if all of us would have, from day one, really taken a stand against this, you know, to the point where businesses would have clearly lost money for requiring masks, for anything like that, it might be done with by now. So, okay, you can't change the past, but then we need to start doing it now. Do not put that thing on your face. Sure. Do not, you know, don't give your business to places that require the vaccine. I agree. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take mass noncompliance. It's going to take boycotts. It's going to take a lot of work. And if, you know, I'll work with anybody who's willing to do that work right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I will say the bright side is, so I went out to dinner with my friend the other night and, um, the first place we went to said we needed the vaccine or we had to sit outside. We're like, screw you. We're not sitting on the naughty step outside. Screw you. Um, so I will say the bright spot is that it's huge restaurant. Absolutely empty. There was not one table filled in there. And if you look at restaurants everywhere inside, they are all totally empty. So that's a good thing. I think, I mean, I do feel bad for the business owners, but I mean, they could choose to not require it. Like at this point, they just have to be, they have to either, you know, not, <laughs> go with tyranny or they're going to be collateral damage. I mean, that's just what, yeah, if they start taking a stand, New York's not going to be able to shut them all down. There's just not going to happen. No, I know. And there are, there are good places that are, um, that have signs up that say that's where we ended up going to a restaurant that had a sign up. We do not discriminate. Yeah. I saw those signs. There's a, there's a guy on, uh, on TikTok that's going around putting these, uh, asking businesses, Hey, will you put this sign in your window? And they're doing it like tons of restaurants are doing it. I love this. That's, that's such a white pill thing. Like I'm, it just makes me so happy. You know what I mean? Like, and I know some businesses in California, they're doing the same thing. They're, they're not following the mandates. They're telling the, you know, governor to get fucked and you know, more power to them. The more people that stand up and do this, the less we have to deal with. Yeah. So, you know, they're having, um, weekly more than weekly demonstrations in new york so go to one speak up just you know red pill your friends like do some just do something anything and most of all don't comply stop complying for the love of god stop complying yeah your your compliance is uh is is helping this all along so well mike i'm a big fan you got a fan in me brother absolutely uh what do you got coming up yeah yeah absolutely what do you got coming up next uh where can people follow you check you out listen to you support you all that great all that great stuff 
Um, so my YouTube channel, it's been a little bit dead for a while because this year has been miserable. It's been hard to get it started again, but I have a new video coming out next week. I have some cool people coming on. We're doing a lot of cool things. Um, and I'm launching a new podcast next month. Um, so that's just my name, Mike Carlo. Uh, I have a new, I was, I was banned from Twitter three times. So I can't, I, I am not on Twitter, but not Mike Carlo is on Twitter. <laughs> Um, and, and that's my scrolling Instagram, across the bottom backup. of the screen. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, so go go follow that handsome guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I made a backup on Instagram because I got banned, but it's Mikey underscore back it up. Perfect, perfect name. Uh, Quest mm-hmm. Quest Fanning dropped two more uh, super chats before we go. Two more two dollars super chats. He's one. He said he'll make the meal, and uh, two minorities are making an impact. They are. They really are. Hell yeah. Yep, I agree. Well, Mike, like I said, I'm a big fan, man. I, I think you're great. I, I love talking with you. We'll have to do this again in the future for sure. Yes, uh, definitely. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And if you could just give me like two minutes, I'll close out the public stream and we'll get to the members sure. only stuff. Cool. Thanks a Thanks, lot. Thanks, dude. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Mark, Mike is so cool. Go, ch- go check him out. Go follow him. Go support him. Uh, check out his channel. Check out the Twitter that's not Mike Harlow. Uh, and uh, and say what's up and and give him that following back that he deserves because we need we need more young voices like that. I, I think I could say that now that I'm almost forty, right? Like I can start calling everybody young. Like we need more young people that are doing these cool things, you know. Uh, but no, he's great. So follow him, check him out. Uh, check out our sponsors, of course, toplofsa.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get all kinds of great hand drawn, hand drawn graphic design stuff, uh, t-shirts, hats, backpacks, jackets, uh, hoodies, all that great stuff. Uh, he's got hundreds and hundreds of, of items up there, including like a ton of break the cycle stuff. Uh, so, you know, if you wanted to support the show and top off, so that's a good way to do it. Uh, although I let him keep every dollar that's made off of my merch because the guy hand drew it and uh, really does more work for the show than I think I do. Um, so go check them out or join the uh, Patreon subscribe star or become a member of the YouTube channel to get into the private discord server where you can get all of his new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. Really? I'm telling you, if you guys do like five bucks a month or six bucks a month and you want new top lobster gear all the time, uh, it pays for itself. So you get into the discord community, you get like cool swag from the Patreon. Uh, it, you know, it evens out. It all evens out. Um, and of course you could check out executive producer of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business home or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the, the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently, efficiently. Seriously. If you own a business, go to anthemplanning.com right now, right? As soon as this show is over, go check it out. Um, Coming up on the show next week, uh, let me look at the schedule because we haven't got the graphics up yet. I want to, since it's Friday, I'll give you guys a sneak peek. Uh, it's going to be a really cool week. Uh, on Monday, Jeremy Kaufman, the uh, owner and uh, founder of Library and Odyssey, will be back on the show. Uh, I love this guy to death, man. He is as based as they come. Uh, says things very logically, so definitely uh, checks out. On Tuesday, my good friend Clint from Liberty Lockdown will come back to the show for the third time, uh, although my very first show, Clint showed up as uh, Ace, and then he did his own show several months ago, so I'm excited to have him back. Uh, on Wednesday, Forest Mommy, if you're familiar from Twitter, she'll be by. Uh, she's badass, man. I'm, I'm very excited to have her on. And then uh, Thursday, Mac will be by. Uh, Mac is a cosplayer, Hoppian, 
uh, libertarian. She is badass. I'm very excited to, to sit down and talk with her face to face for once instead of just through social media. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, still working on book- booking Friday's show, but I've reached out to a few people and we will see what happens. Uh, I may have uh, my friend Yal Becker on who does a show uh, on, on YouTube. Who's really great. Um, who just left New York as well for Texas, I believe. Uh, and she's got some great stories. So next week is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, guys, if you want to check out the members only content, like right after this show ends, uh, there's going to be like a three minute, four minute break. And then, uh, the members only stream will start. You can get into that stream live every single show, almost every single show. I have them with most guests, uh, just by hitting that join link under any of my videos, man, it's five bucks a month. You get, uh, added, uh, bonus content. You get all the, uh, 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 custom emojis that you see in the chat. Uh, you get cool custom badges um, f- that show how long you've been a member of the channel. So it's cool if you guys are checking out the live shows frequently. It's a it's a good little perk uh, at a cheap price. So um, yeah, do that. Uh, I will see you guys otherwise on Monday uh, for the show. God, did I just did I just forget this? Oh, the just show with Jeremy Kaufman. Sorry. Uh, apparently COVID has some long symptoms that are like brain fog and I've been dealing with that and the fatigue. It's really, it's kind of, it's kind of rough, but, uh, I'm doing okay. I'll see you on Monday for the show with Jeremy Kaufman, but until then, don't forget to break cycle. To explain the lyrics of my last song, they seem to contain a violent call to action in the person the frame. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So, any violence you commit, I am not an excuse because I just landed in Minecraft. What temper is my friend, and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it No product is getting close to COVID